Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another amazing guest joining us. His name is Manfred Pino, and he is an amazing, amazing person. He has an awesome podcast called The Word, The Word of God by M and M Manny Manfred. You can call him what you want here today, but he is he's joining us and we're going to dive deeper into his testimony, his podcast, and a little bit about why he started this, what he's talking about here, and why the Word of God is so important in our lives. Because 2023, things are changing very quickly and we need the Word of God. We need to put this as a priority in our life. And so I'm, I'm so bl- so blessed to have you here today and join us. And so, Manny, thank you for joining us. First off, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dallas. It's pleasant <laughs> to be here with you. Yeah, of course. And you are in Vegas today. You are yes, right. Vegas. Vegas is home for for us. Okay. And yeah, I'm just gonna give you the floor. Just tell us a little bit about your personal testimony, why you're a believer today, how it changed your life moving forward, and your family as well. Okay. Um, please feel free to interrupt me at any given moment. There are things that uh, I might just mention uh, pretty light that you might think that I should go deeper into. Um, but first of all, I was, uh, I'm the oldest of three siblings. Um, when I was born, uh, my dad was already in his second formal relationship or second marriage which I am the oldest one. I have five five oldest uh, siblings from my dad's first marriage. Um, when I was uh, four years old, my oldest sister, she was 18 years old. The day of her prom, she had a car accident and she passed away 10 days later. I bring that up into my testimony because that changed the life of our family. Since that moment, my dad became an atheist, and that was brought up into me because he was my hero. He was that person that I was always looking forward. So um, I, I want to explain that because I was raised as an atheist. I was educated as an atheist, even though I went to a Catholic school. Um, I was expelled from religion at the age of 10 um, because I wrote an essay about God uh, or um, actually Jesus being the first communist on earth. So uh, instead of guiding me, you know, to the right answers, I guess, they decide to give me a free pass on religion for the rest of my high school years. Uh, I guess not to cause any troubles. 
I was a pretty um, intense student, I guess. I learned to read and write when I was four, graduated from high school when I was 15, went into college at 15, became an attorney at 19. And all those successes um, allowed you to hide structures that are not good for yourself. In my case, lying, for example, uh, being uh, aggressive and sometimes a bully, even though I was three years younger than my uh, classmates. But behind, I always say behind that uh, academic success and sport success, there was someone very frustrated. Frustrated because of the emptiness I had in my heart. Uh, frustrated because obviously when God is not present in your family life, um, you cannot expect a healthy family life. And that was the case in our household. I'm not going to go into the details, but you can imagine what life can be without God. Um, having said that, I went, got into college, graduated at the age of 19, and, you know, it was a success for everybody in the sense of, oh, what an, a great accomplishment. But to me, it was just the continuance of trying to find happiness, whether it was in sports or, or in academic achievements, mm -hmm. but there was nowhere to be seen. Um, at the age of 25, I got tired of putting up with my parents' uh, issues. So I decided to leave my house. Um, forgot to mention, I'm from Costa Rica. So as you may have experienced with your wife, uh, life in Latin America is a little bit different than here in the US. Usually you leave your house when you're gonna get married. You, you don't go out at 18. So I stayed with my parents at the age of 25 but it became just super hard to stay with them. So I left at the age of 25, got married a year after, uh, got my uh, first son two years later. And unfortunately, and due to uh, not having God in my life, due to uh, judging my dad really hard, mm -hmm. I went on to make exactly the same mistakes he did. And not going deeply into that, I just want to say that um, I saw my first marriage ended and struggled basically because of my indiscipline and my mistakes. Um, that was really uh, the first time in life that I experienced failure without the possibility of by myself resolving the issue. So I continue, uh, you know, dating and working. Business-wise, I became successful uh, and I got remarried. Um, my wife, which is my 26 year of marriage wife right now, uh, we have been married, yeah, 26 years. We got married and she was a believer. She had accepted Jesus when she was 13. Um, and I remember fighting with her, telling her, listen, that God that you pray to, remember he's in second or third place behind myself and behind my son. 
because you have to understand that I had a huge, um, I guess, and if you might want to help me with this concept, I, I had a guilty conscience because I yeah. abandoned my son away. You know, I left him, I saw him every week and everything, but he was not there with me on a daily basis. So um, trying to uh, cover that guilty conscience, I took it on to my wife, her God, everything that um, surround uh, our marriage, basically. We had horrible six years of marriage. Uh, being my um, in-laws, believers as well, they would brought to us countless number of people, pastors, Bible teachers, to talk to me. But And I don't know if you recall the book of Romans where it says that God will um, basically allow people to think that they're too smart to just get lost in their own ways. And let me stop you here, and man. How did you feel when people were, when when all of those pastors came, when the in-laws were bringing people around, were you getting more frustrated or was your heart being softened through that? I was getting worse by the day. Mm -hmm. I felt they were trying to sell me fantasies. Mm -hmm. um, there was no way for me to understand that someone that I was not able to touch or to see was going to be able to help me. But aside from that, I was raised with the concept that you are the master of your own destiny. That's how my father raised me. You said that you were earlier before the podcast, you said that your parents were Italian and Chinese. And so did you have any other religions in your life as well growing up through your parents? Or was that something that wasn't really introduced? No. No, Not no. at all. Uh, religion to me was basically a fantasy. Okay. Uh, I, I I criticized it really hard, and uh, I didn't believe in any concept of God whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you a fan of soulful pop rock music? Look no further than Elson Sutanto a talented singer, songwriter, and pianist from London, UK. With over 15 years of experience in crafting iconic songs, Elson's live performances are influenced by legendary 1960s soul artists like Sam Cooke and Bill Withers. Elson is set to release new music in 2023, including his latest single, Thankful to You, Lord. Don't miss out on Elson's amazing talent. Find his music by searching at Elson Official on YouTube. Looking to build a stronger family unit? Look no further than Strong Family Project. Founded by Mel and Joe Hashi, this organization provides a proven framework for establishing family values and stress-free leadership. Their journey of leaving their dream home and building a new life led to the creation of the Strong Family Path, which can guide any family toward a better life. Visit strongfamilyproject.com to learn more and start your own family journey today. So uh, our first, um, my daughter was born within those six years of marriage that I call the toughest six years of my life. Um, and in April 2004, I had a big motorcycle accident. But um, before I go into the details of that, Probably around the uh, month of February of 2004, I, we met a friend of my wife at a supermarket 
on a Friday night. He was wearing shorts and, you know, sport attire. And my wife asked, asked him, what are you going like dressed like that? And he said, well, I, I play basketball every Friday night and I love sports. He invited me to play basketball, uh, but it never happened. So every week I would ask my wife, hey, have you seen your friend? He hasn't called. Till one day after a month or so, she got tired and she called him and said, hey, please invite Manfred to play because he's like a little kid asking every week. So he called me. I went to play that Friday night, uh, probably the last week of March of, of 2004. And when I came back to the house, I told my wife, something weird happened tonight. And she said, what happened? That group is particular. I called fouls that there were not fouls, and they wouldn't argue. Hmm. I called shots that there were not right, and they wouldn't argue. So she told me, oh, Manfred, you were, you, you were playing with Christians, and sooner or later, they're going to convert you. And you're and like, I how could you let me go? You know, why did you let me? <laughs> no, basically, I told her, not a chance in this life. Mm -hmm. Those were my words. Yeah. I kept playing with them for another two weeks. And at the second week of playing with them, after the game, they invited me to go and, you know, have dinner with them pretty casual. And, you know, we ordered food. And when I was ready to start eating, I see that these 10, 12 people start praying. And, you know, back then, I, I was pretty well known in the business environment. So I started looking on my sites. You know, I'm with this crazy group of people that are praying out loud in a restaurant. What's going on? I don't want to be seen here. But, you know, I let it go. Went to the house and make a big thing out of it to my wife. Uh, but that was it. Then, April 4, 2004, I had this motorcycle accident, and um, someone died in the accident. It was a pretty traumatic accident. I burned my whole right side of my body. And um, a week later, this friend that invited me to the basketball game asked me to have coffee with him one afternoon. And after we talk about, you know, how do you feel and facts of life, I guess, he asked me, Manfred, what would have happened if you would have died that day? And my answer was pretty simple, game over. That was it. And he asked me, Dallas, a question that I will never forget. He asked me, are you willing to bet your eternal life on what you believe? Or are you willing to listen to what God has to say? And in what I call my five seconds of wisdom, I told him, I'm willing to listen. Hmm. He read John 3.16 to me. And I didn't need anything else. I told him, I want Christ in my heart. Uh, I didn't know what Christ was all about. I didn't know anything, but I knew... I needed that. And, and what was the I difference for you? What was the difference? Because you said so many times your wife was telling you you're they were bringing people around you, but it was just that something so simple changed your mind. I think, uh, and um, I 
I am pretty good recalling the verses in Spanish. You, you might want to help me in English, but there's a verse that says that there's um, sorrow that comes from God for repentance. Mm -hmm. And I think the accident and the struggles in my marriage, all that was a preparation to have my heart in the right place that April 15 of 2004. And, um, you know, I, I wish I could have explained exactly what happened. All I can say is that uh, thanks to this friend that worked with me for a month or so, thanks to the prayers of many people that I was not aware of, because this friend was sharing my case with some of his friends that they were praying for me. I think at the end, it was a combination of many factors that allowed me to have uh, what I would, once again, I call my five seconds of uh, spiritual wisdom. Yeah. And thank you for sharing your story, because this brings us probably into the podcast, which is called The Word of God. And now I can see that the Word of God is so powerful in your life and how it was used to convert you into Christianity from your atheist ways. And so let's talk a little bit deeper into the podcast itself. So what 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 got you from that decision, that day, that moment to now starting a podcast, being a host and sharing the Word of God? Um, first of all, be, having been an atheist, and jumping from there to the, the study of the Bible, um, I have understand that there are many people out there that have the same doubts I had, uh, intellectual doubts, especially in many ways. Um, sometimes we think we are too smart uh, to, act, to need God in our lives. So um When I understood that there are a lot of people out there needing to find the same answers I was given uh, 19 years ago, that's when I decided that it was my time to start sharing uh, my life with Christ, with others. Yeah. And it's so important to, to share our life. Last night, I was having a conversation with my wife that the darkness is being so, it's spoken so loudly. You know, even in here in Brazil, Catholicism, there's some things being spoken that sound really elegant and really believable. And if you don't know the truth, if you don't know the word of God, you would probably believe it because just the way it's being spoken is so beautiful. It makes so much sense, but it's not true. Ultimately, it's not true. And we were saying that it's so important for us to know the word of God and to not be silent because the ones who have the truth, sometimes we're so afraid or, or so comfortable that we don't want to tell other people. Instead, they're hearing the, the false truth. They're hearing, hearing the lies. They're hearing the, all of those other things. And as Christians, as believers of God, it's our responsibility. I'm a missionary, but it's not just missionaries. I know pastors. It's not just pastors. It's every single believer. If you believe in Jesus, you are responsible for this great commission that we call the, the great commission. Go and make disciples of all nations, right? It doesn't single pastors, missionaries, people with podcasts. No, it's every single believer. And I think this is, it's so important. And this is the message I'm going to keep preaching and keep giving is that we all are responsible and we all have to answer for that. And so I think that that fits well with what, with what you're saying here and your podcast title you know the word of god what else it can't be any more clear than that yes and as christians or as persons trying to find a better life mm -hmm. i think the first place 
we should start is by reading the word of God, not only taking it from someone else that is trying to explain it to us, but it's our sole responsibility to go read the Bible and see if what Dallas is saying, what Manfred is saying, what Billy Graham said is, is in the Bible. You yeah. know, we sometimes mm-hmm. blame people that, oh, that pastor, you know, he, he failed along the road or he did or he, he does, did this. But at the end of the, of the road, first of all, it's our responsibility to read the Bible. But more than that, it's our responsibility to understand that the love, the forgiveness we are looking for is going to be only in our direct relationship with Christ. Yeah. And what do you hope that your listeners receive from your podcast? Maybe what are some of the episodes that you talk about? Okay. Um, I would say um, salvation. Uh, that's probably one of the most spoken words in Christianity. But sometimes we make it so complicated that people like I used to be an atheist, when you talk to an atheist, say, you need to accept Christ and be saved. It sounds too far away. So my goal with the podcast is to bring these concepts from, uh, I would say, a theoretically point of view to a practical point of view in our lives. Trying to understand that our relationship with Christ is more than a concept. It's an experience. And that's my goal with the podcast. Um, I don't know. I recorded a few uh, weeks ago one that says, uh, take your trust and follow me. You have a wife. I have a wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Understanding the concept of taking the cross and following Jesus, it doesn't have to be something huge to understand. Is that daily little um, misunderstanding that we have with our wife when we decide to keep our mouth shut and say, yeah. yes, my love, yeah. that's taking our cross. Yeah. And a little bit more about your podcast episodes. So how many episodes do you have posted so far? Okay. Um, we had a, a very interesting experience. Uh, I published over 40 episodes and then due to an unforeseen experience with the platform that was hosting us, uh, they were deleted. We, I, I was shocked by uh, the experience of launching the podcast because within the first four months, I had over 25,000 downloads, which was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, as of today, and this is funny, I published my podcast in English and in Spanish, being Spanish my native language. But the second country that follows me the most in English after the U.S. is Bangladesh. And I don't have a reason to explain that, but I get hundreds of downloads from Bangladesh on a weekly basis. So, um, you know, it's been an experience in itself. Yeah. Pray for Bangladesh. I mean, they need the word of God. Let's go. That's yeah, amazing. Exactly. I was. I just remembered my other question that I was going to ask a few minutes ago. And sure. you were saying that Christianity is not just a concept. 
it is also an experience. And so with that question a little bit deeper, who is this experience for? Is it just to explain for our audience? Is this for the elect? Is it for those who are chosen? Is it for every believer? Who is this experience for? And how do I experience it? If I want to experience Christ, how do I experience it? When I explain this to my kids, I always tell them that experience with Christ is very simple. We have to understand that his love is meant and was meant to all of us. No matter if you are Asian or Latino or American, whatever you want to call it, Christ's love is for everybody. Mm. But the way we will find that love is going back to the 1940s and imagine ourselves in the, uh, World War II trying to communicate with our general. How? A two-way radio. Mm -hmm. I need to talk, and then I need to listen. The way I listen is by reading my Bible. The way I talk is by praying. So that relationship with Christ is going to grow as long as I spend time in private, as mm -hmm. the Gospel of Matthew says. Uh, not only praying, which is not something that has to be complicated at all. It's just talking to God as, as you would talk to your own father. And also by reading the Bible, the Bible because, and I, I don't know your case, but in my case as a Christian, sometimes we dream that God is going to come and talk to us like he yeah, did. Like to the wind's going to blow and the, he's going to go to the right verse for today. You exactly. Know? But yeah. at the end of the day, he talks to us every day when we open our Bibles. It doesn't have to be these. Uh, or through our wife, Manny. Today, the Lord spoke to me through my wife. And I was like, wow, all right, let's go. Amen, amen to that as well. He will use people around us that yeah. are present with their lives. Yeah. Thank you so much. Because I think that there's people who ask this question, you know, I I want to experience God, but who who allows this, you know, because sometimes... We think that only the the super Christians or only the pastors can receive from God or understand God in this deeper level. But no, it's it's available for every single one of us to have this relationship with God. You just need that private time with him. Speak and listen. Listen is a hard one. Listen is a hard one. To It's not a monologue. We want it to be, but it's not. We have to listen to. We have to read the word and, and hear the Lord speaking to us. Unhumble ourselves. Man, I wow, think that's a hard one. For me, it's been the hardest part, mm -hmm. uh, being a lawyer, uh, being, whether you want to call it a little bit successful in, in business, sometimes you think that you own every, uh, the reason for everything. And when you come to Christ, you understand that everything comes from him and you are as good as your relationship with him is. Mm -hmm. And that took me a while to understand. Tell me a couple of your episodes that you've published. What is your favorite episode so far? Maybe one that we should go check out. Probably, um, I would, uh, and I quote them already, I would say um, Salvation. But the other one would be The Reason of the Word of God by M. That's where I explain why I decided to create the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that as Christians we have to understand is 
Churches are not meant to be perfect. There's going to be disappointment with sometimes with the church or with the members of the church. And we have to understand that our relationship with God has nothing to do with those disappointments. Um, in my uh, 19 years with Christ, I have seen the person that brought me to Christ, at least according to my interpretation of the facts, failed to do what I was expecting from him. But that doesn't mean that God failed to me. It yeah. just means that God is asking me to have mercy for that person that invests a, quite a amount of time trying to bring me to Christ. Sometimes yeah. those failures of the church, those failures of God's people are meant to be for us to be more compassionate and have more mercy. Yeah, I have a really crazy testimony of that too, that when I, so a little bit of my testimony, our audience know, but seven years ago, I was a drug addict and I went into a program that was focused on Christ and addiction recovery. And one of my leaders, he he was also an overcome drug addict and he was helping us to find hope in Jesus. And he had some difficult things happen in his life and he went back to use it. He kind of fell back into the into the life a little bit and he overdosed and died. And from all of us, you know, in the program as students trying to find our own recovery to see someone that we look up to so much, who spoke so much truth into us, preached and all these things, he died of an overdose, the same thing we were trying to overcome. And so a lot of people took that place of, oh, everything he said was not true. Everything he said was wrong. Everything he said was a lie. No, it wasn't. But he has his own battles too, like we do. And that was a really hard concept for me to understand because just because he messed up, he made a mistake, doesn't mean what he said wasn't true. And even if the pastor makes a mistake or the members of the church make a mistake, like you're saying, it doesn't mean that the, the word of God isn't true. And that's a that's a tough thing to understand and to overcome as well. And so, man, Manny, thank you yeah, so much for I all the things that you're sharing here today. Sure. No, and I thank you for your time. I think as Christians, if I were to say or give an advice to Christians that have been in this relationship with Christ mm -hmm. for several years. Let's not become judges. Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. be grateful to those that have given us time, that have prayed for us. And let's remember that the mercy we have with everybody around us is the mercy that we are basically putting in the bank for our kids. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share with us today, Manny, about your podcast, maybe where to find it, your personal social media as well? Yes. Um, we have an Instagram. It's called The Word of God by M. Um, we're in the process of uh, updating it. We have an email, The Word of God by M at gmail.com. We are in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most of the common. Uh, platforms. But most of all, uh, I want to say, first of all, thank you to you, Dallas, for your time. Thank you to uh, everybody that is listening. But above all, thank God for allowing me to have a different life today yeah. than what it was uh, 19 years ago when I felt lonely and frustrated. Uh, today, I might have more problems, more difficult situations in life. 
but the joy that ha that God has given me every single day since I have him in my heart, I just cannot describe it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great place to end, Manny. Thank you so much for your time again. And if I can have you end with a prayer, I would really appreciate it. You're very welcome. May I ask you a favor? And yeah. this is because I want to be uh, grateful to the other 50% of my listeners that listen to my podcast in Spanish. And I know this might be out of the box, but would you allow me to pray in Spanish? Here's what we're going to do, Manny. You're going to pray in Spanish and I'm going to translate into English. No, just kidding. Go. I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> but that would be great. I'll, I'll do <laughs> no, you, I'll do you both. Can, if you don't please, please do pray in Spanish. Please, please do. Okay, I'll do it in Spanish. And, in English, um, yeah, I both. Think, you can uh, do both. Feel free, please. Feel free. Okay. Okay. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for this amazing opportunity to share what you have done in my life, in the life of my family with Dallas and his podcast, uh, his followers. Please bless him, bless his wife, his ministry. And today we are here just expressing in your gratitude for what you have done for us and in our hearts. Um, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity of being able to work in your ministry just as a host in, on, on a podcast and understanding that whatever effort we make to bring others to, your, to you is exactly that commission that one day you ask to all of uh, those that believe in you. Gracias te damos, Señor, por este día, por la oportunidad de estar aquí con Dallas en su podcast. Te agradecemos por él, por su vida, por la de su familia. Y hoy te queremos pedir que nos ayudes a traer a todos los que se pueda a tus pies. Te damos las gracias en el nombre de Cristo Jesús. Amén. Amén. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.